I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hey friends, how are you doing? I am so excited for our topic today. Welcome to episode number nine. We are going to talk about how to set and maintain proper boundaries. This is one of the most misunderstood and misused topics. So hopefully we can help you get clear about some things today and you can begin to use them in a way that really blesses your own relationships. This is an episode where you really might want to take some notes and share with anyone who might need this help, which is, let's be honest, everybody. (laughs) When I was a kid, our family home was on a beautiful wooded lot in Orem, Utah, down in the river bottoms. It was really quite idyllic with a stream running across the front, beautiful, tall cottonwood trees, this really gorgeous hill behind our home that was all wooded. It just felt like the perfect place for our family and our pets. Our next door neighbors were our cousins. They built right next to us and we spent hours and hours roaming the hills and playing all kinds of outdoor games. And our huge combined yard was just the perfect playground. There was no fence dividing our properties. And as kids, we thought this was the perfect setup, but for our parents, not so much. Tempers were sometimes fueled when the dog made a mess on the wrong side of the lawn or when someone accidentally put a hole in someone's trampoline, or perhaps maybe one yard wasn't cared for as well as the other. People say all the time that good fences make good neighbors. And the same could be said for having boundaries in our relationships. Setting proper boundaries can actually create more love in a relationship. I have witnessed this myself over and over. It is such important work and so integral for healthy relationships. So what is a boundary and what does it look like? Well, a proper boundary establishes where one person ends and the other begins. It holds us accountable for managing ourselves as adults. And it's simple as defining what's okay with me and what is not okay with me. What is a boundary not? Well, this is super important to understand. A boundary is never about controlling someone else. Other people always have their own agency and their free will. We control what we can control, which is ourselves. It's saying, when you do this, I will do this. And you can do what you want. And also, so can I. So it's an action we take in order to maintain a personal standard that is of importance to you. So it's never a demand, never a threat. And here's how you can tell the difference. You got to check in with yourself by the way it feels with demands and threats. There's an emotional consequence to pay for the other person. You're trying to control their behavior. With a proper boundary, I'm controlling my behavior. 
So an example of an improper boundary might look like this. Maybe you'd say, if you don't do the dishes, I'm not having sex with you for a week. Do you see how that feels very mean spirited, very much a ultimatum or something like this? If you're going to yell at me, you have to leave. Again, I'm trying to punish this other person in an effort to make them change their behavior. I'm imposing a consequence with a proper boundary. I'm controlling my behavior. It's my work to do in order to maintain my own emotional health. So as you begin to set your boundaries, it's first important to consider a few things. Let's talk about this just for a moment. Ask yourself a few questions to just check in and see if you're being fair and equitable in your relationship. So the first question is, do I want for my partner what I want for myself, right? Am I respecting their agency or their right to be who they want to be or do what they want to do? That's what we want for ourselves, right? So don't set a boundary or ask for something that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. It's also really important to understand that it's no one else's job to honor your boundaries. This is where people go wrong all the time. They'll say, well, I set a boundary and no one is following my boundary, (laughs) right? That's called trying to uh, fight an unwinnable battle. You're not going to be able to make other people honor your boundary. It's your job to enforce your boundary and to be the one to take action that will serve you best. So you decide, you determine what is okay with you and what is not. And then you come up with a plan of action. What am I going to do when this doesn't happen? Right? I'm not going to change the other person. How am I going to respond? And once I've decided what that action will be, I'm going to implement that boundary 100% of the time. If you're not willing to follow through with your boundary 100% of the time, it's just an idle threat. It means nothing. So as you're considering your boundaries, be selective. Ask yourself, if I'm not willing to enforce something, why? Take a look at the standard and make sure it's one that you want to enforce. So here's an example. There might be a lot of things that annoy you, but if you impose a boundary around every little annoyance, guess what? You make yourself incredibly hard to live with. No one wants to be with that person or live near that prickly person. We will run out of people in our lives if we have boundaries around every annoyance. So let's say we have this long list of complaints. Okay. Say husband doesn't pick up his stuff. He leaves food out on the counter. He leaves the toilet seat up. He eats in bed. These are all things that I hear from my clients, by the way. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or that it's okay, but we have to know like really what is important. You've heard pick your battles. Well, this is one of those things when we live with other human beings, guess what? They get to live in our home. They have as much right as we do to enjoy their home the way that they want to live in it, right? Maybe husband speaks disrespectfully, or maybe he he views pornography, or you don't like the way that he, who knows what, mows the lawn, whatever. Take a look at the things that bother you. Which ones matter? Which ones don't? Do you, you do not want to have so many boundaries and it makes you impossible to live with. So get really clear about what matters most. And then the last point to consider is, Have you clearly communicated your standards? 
Again, it's no one else's job to guess what you want. You have to be clear about what is and what is not acceptable to you. So it's just not fair to set boundaries when we haven't been clear. We don't want to have people guessing why we're angry, right? So let's shift gears just a little. Let's talk about how to set a proper boundary. What is a proper boundary? What does it look like? Well, a proper boundary is a request made from a place of love that allows you to live in harmony with your own standards and principles. It also comes with a reasonable consequence that you need to be willing to enforce 100% of the time. Again, it's never a way to manipulate or threaten, and we don't want to make them from a place of anger. So we decide on these boundaries when we're calm, when we're thinking clearly with that prefrontal cortex. A healthy boundary is all about how I will respond and what I will do when this situation occurs. Okay. We're not asking a other person to change. It's not our job to change people. It's simply let that letting them know it looks like this when this happens, or when you do this thing, this is how I will respond in order to protect my emotional health. So it might look something like this. I really want to communicate with you and I want to work out our issues, but if you raise your voice or yell, I will choose to leave the communication. That would be a boundary around communicating calmly, right? Or you can choose to smoke, but I don't like to be around smoke. So if you smoke, that's fine, but I'll choose not to be around you right? Your boundaries about you and how you will respond. The other person is allowed to make their own choices and decisions and manage their own actions. You show love to yourself by removing yourself from an abusive or an unacceptable situation. And you show love for the other person by allowing them to make their own decisions and not be the target of their aggression, which they will likely regret later, right? So can you see how removing yourself serves both of you? If, if I don't leave myself in this situation, I don't give this person an opportunity to do things that they will regret, regret later. Enforcing a boundary usually means removing ourselves from the situation. That's really what it comes down to. And we do this so that we can continue to feel good right? Remember our thoughts create our feelings. And if we stay in a situation where we're not comfortable, where we are not honoring our own boundaries, it's going to be virtually impossible to manage your brain around that. So we've got to step aside, step away for a little bit. And here is the most important part of enforcing a boundary. When we step aside, when we separate ourselves a little bit, when we leave that situation, we direct our brains to find something else to think about that allows us to enjoy our day. We don't leave and then ruminate about all the things that are bothering us about this person. We leave so that we can continue to think positive things about them. If I stay in the situation, I'm going to continue to think about how horrible this person is. So I step away. I divert my brain. And I manage my mind in a way that lets me enjoy the rest of my day and my life. So when we set our boundaries and we enforce them hundred percent of the time, we gain control. We gain control over ourselves and our emotional experiences. 
It's so important that we live the standards we've set for ourselves and we determine the experience we're going to have so that we can still feel love and respect for ourselves and continue to love our partner as well. So for the final component, it's so important that we have to be honest with ourselves about how we're treating other people too. get really clear about your standards and live them. Ask yourself, do I live my life in a way that clearly communicates what I will tolerate in my life? I like to think about the queen of England and how there are just such crystal clear standards of what's okay and what is not okay in her presence. She holds herself to a very high standard and those around her respect her for it. You would never show up at her castle and use foul language or send her, send her crazy texts, right? She sets standards for herself and she lives them. And that's what we need to do for ourselves, set our standards. And then we live them first, live your boundaries into existence. And the way that you get clear about this is by using I am statements. We talked about this in episode number three. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't done so yet. But basically an I am statement is where you write your mission statement by deciding I am a person who, and then you fill in the blank. You define what is most important to you and what you want to create in your life. It's not our job to teach other people. It's our job to live our standards. Happiness comes when we delight in other people. This is really the joy of life, right? Delighting in other people. Stop insisting that they live in accordance with your standards. It's not their job. It's our job. And when we set and enforce proper boundaries, those who are aligned with our standards and values will do what's needed to maintain a relationship with us without setting proper boundaries. We succumb to feelings of resentment because we feel we've had to compromise our values. Just like good fences keep us from feeling resentful about the neighbor's dog. Good boundaries keep us from feeling resentful about someone else's behavior. So think on this, decide what is needed for yourself in your own situation and then get to work. Now, one last thing, will you please take a moment and share this episode with your family and friends? It does take a village to raise a healthy community. And the more we lift and share one another, the healthier our homes and our communities become. Think about who needs this help. Be their hero. Share these awesome tools with them. Thank you, my friends. Make it a fabulous day and I will be back with more. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together and we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.